Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by a lady all the way from New Zealand. Uh, I suppose for people that live in New Zealand, it's not all the way, but certainly for me in, uh, you know, in Southern Europe, it is. So uh, a long way, Janine, from Spain to uh, from Spain to New Zealand, but a, a very warm welcome anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul. I love the way technology uh, just brings us, uh, you know, face to face or all in this in this case on the podcast, just uh, like we're talking on a telephone right across the world. It's made the world a very small place and it's lovely. So thank you. I'm, I'm happy to really be here with you. So we spoke a little bit off air, Janine, didn't we? Well, we spoke around quite a few things off air, but one of the things, and certainly to give today's, um, as I call it, today's dance, some, some starting points, some focus, is your preferred title of The Power of Choice. Yes, I chose this uh, topic for our podcast today, Paul, because the two constants that we live with in our life now are change and choice. And change is usually governed by our choices. So I just thought it's a, it's a powerful topic to uh, have a chat about and just get people's, uh, bring their awareness to the, the power that is within every choice we make and of course every moment that comes to us is filled with choice so to be uh, really consciously aware of uh, of what is presented to us in every moment by our choices and how we can take ourselves off on tangents and side tracks away from the path that we're moving down uh, because we make a choice I wouldn't say wrong choice there's no such thing in my knowing of life uh, that there's ever anything wrong everything is always for a reason for a purpose but we can sidetrack ourselves from our focused uh, goal or wherever we're headed by uh, not being consciously aware of our choices in the moment so I thought it was a really good topic for us to just have a conversation about today. Hmm. I suppose there's a deeper, um, more underlying, you know, the other half of, you know, the, the choice and change. Focusing on the change, um, Janine, is to ask the big, massive question. And I suppose the answer is going to be totally different for all of us. But why should we change? Well, excellent question, Paul. Excellent. And I mean, a lot of people spend uh, most of their energy on trying not to allow change into their life. So uh, they'll use distraction of every sort rather than uh, looking at themselves and feeling change knocking at their door. But uh, with the with the rising of vibration here in this reality, with the with the uh, the opening up of uh, awareness of ourself on so many deeper and deeper, more expanded levels. Um, change is what we live with and uh, sometimes Paul it's although it can ask a lot of us it's easier to go with the change than to resist it 
So, um, yeah, it's just, it's the way life is now for, for most of us, for most of us. For, as I say, uh, to start with, for those that are, um, that are just not willing to accept change into their life, that are, that are so comfortable in their comfort zone or, or stuck in their fears, um, then they use all their energy to resist change and to distract themselves from it. So, yeah, we all live... See, once again, it comes back to choice. We all live with the choice of, of what direction we go in. Yeah, it's um, it's almost like that chicken, just just thinking about this as you were speaking, Janine, it's almost like that chicken and egg situation, isn't it? You know, I, I kind of actually said the, the bigger one that underpins it, um, you know, is around the, the change scenario. But actually, the way you framed it there, it isn't. I mean, is this a classic chicken and egg scenario? Well, yes, Paul, it is, because change and choice come hand in hand. You know, like fear comes with doubt and many other things hand in hand. Well, change and choice come hand in hand, and uh, you don't have one without the other. So uh, it's just about being aware that uh, in any moment that we are, we are, have the opportunity to make a choice, to be really conscious of the choice that's being presented to us, or the choices, in many cases, of course, choice, there's many choices. And uh, and the way I always say to people, it's not about asking the question, uh, what should I do here? It's about, uh, and thinking the answer, it's about feeling the moment. So taking a step back from whatever we've been presented with and asking inwardly, and you already have your answer before you've actually finished asking the question. That uh, decision comes from a heart-centered place rather than bringing the mind into it, uh, which will bring in its logic and its practical ideas and and can make choice very, very uh, complex. So, uh, yeah, so to take it a step further, if choices come, come, if our choice is made from deep within our heart, the feeling is always there when we ask ourselves quietly the question, should I do this, should I not? Is this the right way for me? Is this not? Should I say yes to this or, or is it a no? And, and the answer sits within us before we've finished asking the question. So that's called conscious awareness of choice. So a very deeper awareness of the power of choice. I suppose for for people that um, maybe Jean haven't done what's generally known as the inner work to have that level of awareness of what you're talking about, it's and I'm going to use another well-known cliche: better the devil you know. Yes, I'm in pain. You know, classic example: toothache. Well, why don't you go to the dentist? Oh, it'll be all right. Stop fussing. It's it's okay. It's, you know, better the devil you know, um, rather than that real sharp, you know, what's perceived of that sharp pain of having to go to the dentist and have that painful tooth took out. Um, and I think it's so easy kind of when, when, you, when you don't know, because we don't know what we don't know as, as the old uh, conscious uh, model stipulates, but... Yeah, I think it's so easy for us to kind of, I suppose, when we have taken a few steps on our path, um, Janine, to sort of say, you know, we've got these insights, we're aware of this, but when you're actually, you know, crippled with fear and pain, 
it's very, very difficult to get out of that, isn't it? Absolutely, Paul. Uh, I totally hear you. You know, with the scenario with the tooth, well, the choice comes down to being in pain or not being in pain. So that's the choice in that scenario. And um, and absolutely, there are many out there, many, many people who uh, haven't got the awareness as yet that uh, to feel for their answer rather than to, to think for their answer. So, um, yes, I hear you there. And um, it's because, you know, during our lifetime here, we've been taught that we're mind uh that the power of ourself is in our mind, that we're mind-driven beings. And it's only just in, in the recent last 20, 30 years that we've started to have this deeper awareness that we're actually uh, deep-feeling beings, and that's that's where our true guidance is. So, um, yes, it, it is easier for a person who is uh, already aware that their feelings will never let them down, will never... Uh, take them down a wrong path or always give them the right choice um, than a person who's uh, who's resistant or hasn't actually awoken yet to the deeper parts of themselves. Um, and, you know, and that's, that is a choice too because that is offered to every person here with the rising of consciousness on this planet now. Every person gets the opportunity to awaken to some degree to a deeper level of themselves. They have the choice right there in the, in the very earliest stages of their own evolution to awaken or to stay as they are. So, uh, yeah, it's it's all in the terminology, I guess, the, the, way, I, the way I say it too, for people to understand. Mm. I suppose ultimately, Janine, it's about the leverage. You know, when we, when we, when we ask ourselves, why should I change? Um, and I think when we're taking those first initial steps of, you know, it is usually very, very strongly pain driven, isn't it? You know, the pain is that bad emotionally that I've got to do something to get away from this. I've got to change because if it's kind of one of those, maybe it'd be nice to change. I don't know. I'll, I'll get round to it maybe one day. It never happens, does it? But when there's that real powerful leverage of something um, almost crisis point in our life, it thinks, wow, do you know what? I've, I've got to change. I cannot bear this pain. So I will change. I mean, that was certainly, you know, one of the uh, strong levers for me. Um, and, and having spoken to well, I don't know how many people over over decades, uh, Janine. It, it's down to that, you know, what's our greatest uh, motivator? Is it pain or is it pleasure? And I think for the vast, vast, vast majority of people, it's actually moving away from pain, isn't it? Which is that great lever to, you know, to, uh, to help to open our eyes a little bit or more importantly, help to open our hearts. Yes, absolutely. That's it in a nutshell. Um, and you're right, Paul, you know, it's usually uh, some tragedy, some some huge thing from left field that knocks us off our feet in our life that uh, is the ultimate uh, starting point for, for change to happen. And um, I often say to people, uh, you know, when change comes knocking at your door, as it will for every person, uh, life will tickle you with a feather. So uh, what that means is that you get the feelings that 
a change needs to come, but you're very settled in your comfort zone and your life is known. So, so you ignore that tickle with a feather and then life will throw a brick at you. So mm-hmm. something big will happen. Some, some maybe minor, um, illness in the body or something like that to show you that change is really starting to to ramp up around you and if you ignore that then I say along comes the freight train and that's the biggies that's the diseases in the bodies that's the breakdowns that's the car accidents it's whatever it is that's what ultimately will bring that change into your life and and as I say I'll often say, well, why wait for that? If you can feel the little tickle of the feather, why not learn to start looking at that and making your choice at that stage rather than waiting for a massive collision in your life to happen, you know, and have to go down that route with it. So, um, but we're only all just kind of learning, uh, you know, to, to live life the smoother route uh, rather than to have to ride the waves up and down. So, you know, and the other thing too, Paul, is um, that generations ago, we really, <coughs> excuse me, our, our um, forebearers, they only lived with maybe one or two big changes in their life. Life was really, um, it was very different back then, but now we live with change on a daily basis. So um, it's the it's the as I said right at the start of the conversation it's the one constant that we have in our life along with choice always now you know and I mean there's some big choices to be made for a start do we live uh, do we make the choice to live through love or live through fear you know can we can we love over fear in our choices because those two things will come in in every moment and govern the choice to some degree, to some level. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a biggie. Choices and changes, probably the biggest constances we have now. I want to come on to being and doing in a moment, Janine, but before before we kind of go to that uh, particular part of the dance floor, the metaphoric dance floor, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I want to talk really about that, you know, that, that, that leverage, that... Um, no, I'm, I'm, no, I am going to actually, I'm, I'm going to go on the being and doing element because it's, uh, let, let, let's keep focused on this. So what, what was coming through to my mind, um, as you were speaking there, Janine, is this, is there a kind of, is, is what we're speaking about this kind of, you know, this emotional intelligence, this kind of heartfelt intelligence, you know, uh, because it's been proven scientifically that the heart does have intelligence. And I think some people call it gut reaction, intuition, call it what you will. But that inner feeling of this ain't right or this is right and I must do X or and I must do Y, you know inwardly that, you know, the course of action. But of course, the good old ego, the fear steps in. No, 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 Paul, you don't want to do that. No, Janine, where did you get that nonsense idea from? Do this. You know, this is the best. And we do the, you know, what what the head tells us and then usually end up in trouble. Um, but this whole way of being, it takes faith, doesn't it, Janine? It takes faith. It takes the greatest trust in self that we can ever be asked for is, this, is to trust in the inner knowing, uh, that deep, that deep well of, uh, of 
beauty and love that sits within us, that, that sits within every single human being. It doesn't matter how they present in their life. It is every, at the core of every one of us, there is this, this core of goodness, of beauty, of love. And it's a, now we are starting to learn that there is this part of us in there, this, this being part, rather than uh, the ego mind, the doing part. And um, it's been a long, long time that we have lived in our minds, you know, and I mean, so many are realizing now that uh, they've lived before, uh, in the past, or that they're living now on other timelines. It's a whole completely separate conversation, but it's always been that we've lived from our mind and been taught by all aspects of our society um, that the mind is where we need to be. It's been fed by our schooling system. It's, uh, it's through TV, through every distraction we've got, the mind is fed and we're we are held up there. But over this generation especially, we are starting to realise that uh, far away from the mind and deep within ourself, there's this presence, this absolute beautiful connection to, to something that's so innately beautiful that when we start to just feel it in the odd moment, uh, it's like we want to know it more. And then we start to seek it and we start to uh, realise it uh, in more and more and more moments. And eventually we start to live it in moments. And we find that when we come from this place and we view our, our world, we see the good rather than the than the ugly we see the beautiful we see the we see the uh the hope we see the kindness the softness the gentleness the the action through love we connect with others we can see it in their eyes we feel it in their heart this beauty that goes between us how we're all connected uh there's no separation that the ego mind has always told us there was we start seeing ourselves in others. We start realizing that what we see in them, even the parts that we don't like, we take ownership and realize that that is in us as well. So, like the subject could go on and on and on, Paul. But um, the difference between being and doing is such a vast, vast cavernous space, and we're only now realizing that we can move easily across that and start living from the other side of that cavernous space and become a, a being rather than a doing. Because, you know, I mean, even the title of, of who we are, we're a human being, we're not a human doing. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a vast subject, Paul, and I can easily get off the subject uh, onto so many other subjects within this vast subject. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I was deep in thought then. Um, is it fair to say then, Janine, that the old see to believe approach of the mind is, is, is being replaced um, slowly or maybe not slowly by the belief to see? There's a definite switch, isn't there? There's, a def there's something in the air, um, to quote a well-known song. 
Yes, uh, yes, it's ramping up. It's it's like um, you know, the more that uh, the more that something happens to, the faster it becomes. And so, around our world now, uh, on a daily basis, more are awakening to something unfolding within themselves that is seeking them, that is calling to them. You see, Paul, every single human being has is seeking love. Like if you if like I, I've studied um I've been an observer of the human behavior and the human being and the human doing for all my life. And and it doesn't matter what pathways we take, what choices we make, what changes we allow in, it's all because ultimately we are seeking love. But what we're realizing now and over the last few years is we're actually seeking that part of ourself that's been lost to us for so long. We're actually seeking the part of ourself that is love, that is within us, that's, that's that part that's at our core or uh, just depends on the so many beliefs and, and understandings out there, our soul self, uh, source energy, the God within us, uh, the love, whatever we want to call it, that part of us is what we've been seeking all this time in our feeling of separation from it. And we're now realizing that, that even that has been the great untruth, that there is no separation. Uh, that, you know, on that level, we are one energy experiencing itself through uh, nearly 8 billion aspects here on this earth. So, um, you know, it's, a, it's a, a vast topic and it excites me because um, it's, uh, it's the knowing that flows through me and I'm always so excited and happy when somebody sits with me in consultation and and I see the light in their eyes uh, spark and it's like oh here's another one who's hungry to know more you know mm. to awaken to themselves so yeah uh, yeah yeah I get that um, a few moments ago Janine I was I'd, I'd start just sort of half started a thread if you remember then we got onto the being and doing um, aspect this thread that I was going to bring up then, and I'll start to bring it, I'm going to bring half of it up now, or to be precise, three-sevenths of it. I mean, this is sounding like a, ma <laughs> a mathematician's <laughs> convention now. Um, and the three of the seven words are fear versus love. Is what we're talking about, and, and the choice that we make accordingly, Janine, is it a simple choice between fear versus love? Yes, it does. Yes, it doesn't matter which direction we come from, how we look at it, it boils down to fear versus love or or we choose love over fear. So um, that's, that is it, uh, Paul, in a nutshell. Mm. The other four words, and for me, this is, you know, I do quite a lot of research and, and have loads of conversations around this. So it's fear versus love. But the other four words that complete part of that sentence or that that question or that thread, call it what you will, Janine, is, and don't forget lack. I think lack is something that is monumental in our lives. And, you know, I think the words fear and love are kind of, you know, they're, they're associated with each other, albeit contrastingly, but very, very little is actually broadcast or brought into the consciousness about lack. And I find that quite astounding, particularly on a spiritual level. Do you have any thoughts around that, Janine? Don't you feel, though, Paul, that lack 
comes into both love and fear. So we, we can feel lack through so many different aspects of fear and we feel the lack of love. So it comes back for me, it would come back to uh, lacking within myself and um, feeling the lack of myself. So um, that's when you said that then, that's, the, that's what came up for me. I feel it's in both the love and the fear. So the lack of love and the lack that fear brings. Mm. For me, lack is so much more deeper than, you know, uh, yes, you know, the fear and the love. I, I, I absolutely embrace that. I under, Well, <laughs> within reason, I understand it. I mean, I'm not going to uh, profess to be some kind of a philosophical expert on, on the topic. I have my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own experiences. I've done my own research. That doesn't make it right and that doesn't make it wrong. It makes it my experience. Yes. Um, but certainly the lack one, Janine, I mean, when you look about being, and if we can use the term loosely, enlightened, um, call it what you will. You know, when we talk about oneness and that spirituality of, you know, um, those eight... Um, you know, those eight billion beings that you referred to um, and that oneness of being energetically joined together, which we are yes. consciously yes. joined. Absolutely get that. Isn't there a simple understanding to let that be enough? Why must we always chase more? And I think, you know, on the, on the sort of doing level, the human level, the superficial level, chasing more is okay so long as we understand firmly where our base camp is, where our emotional and more importantly, our spiritual base camp is. You know, we are one. We are consciousness. We are awakening bit by bit by bit. But that surely has to be enough. And then if we do want, you know, nice things in the house, a new car, whatever, that's absolutely fine. But it's not forgetting that that big, big, big thing is, you know, why are we chasing these other things? Is it because, oh, Janine's got a black cat, so I'm going to have two black cats. And by the way, she's got two cars on the driveway, so I'm going to have three. And she's got three bedrooms in her house. I'm going to have four or whatever it is. We, you know, I think that that lack thing for me really, really is at the root of so much stuff that even before the fear and love comes into it. Because, you know, why must we go seeking more love? If we understand that we've got love within us, it's naturally who we are, of part of our consciousness, why do we have to go seeking it? it? Particularly in an external relationship. So it's about really, really, really digging down and saying to the world and promoting the message that, you know, fear and love, absolutely. Being and doing, yeah, absolutely. But let's not take our eye off something that's you know the very foundation called lack and you know let's not be distracted in chasing this thing um because we feel we're not good enough or we'll never be loved or, or whatever it is does that all make sense oh <clears throat> excuse me paul absolutely it does yes lack comes from separation from self so when we feel the separation from this world from all others from ourself, then we find ourselves in lack. And when we're in lack, we compare. So we, as you said before, we compare to the neighbor across the road that's got three cars up his drive and, and we compare what we haven't got to what others have. 
and uh, and the that all comes from the separation of ourself. So we we step outside of ourselves. We live our life outside of ourselves, and we start chasing. We start chasing the dream we call it of having everything that we see other people have got that we want as well. We become grasping need to hold on to what we have as our stuff and you know <clears throat> excuse me and 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 hold it to us and uh and all that is separation from uh the deep well of love that's within us but until we just stop one day we just stop we're tired we're tired of the chasing we're tired of the grasping we're tired of the needing the holding on to we just stop one day and it can be that big tragedy that comes along that life-changing um change that that comes to us that can create the difference but we just one day we'll stop and it's like we take a breath and we just throw ourselves down on the ground and say enough I can't do this anymore. It's just too much. And it's in, in that moment or, or something like a moment like that for for those that start to awaken to a whole different um, feeling of themselves. So instead of being separate from themselves and being outside of themselves and out in a world chasing and chaotic, and they learn to come inwards into a quiet stillness. They learn... Uh, they learn to to seek within, to just be with themselves, to to be happy with what they have, to uh, feel the power of gratitude for uh, for what they have now. And they mightn't even have a car, but they might might realise that they have their health. And they mightn't have a lot of money in the bank, but they might realise that they've never not had food on the table or a roof over their head or clothes on their back. Or they might have um, never had a deep, loving relationship with a partner but they've got children that love them or a mother that loves them or so it's about uh letting go the lack and coming back into the self and realizing the connection that's in there where there is no lack where there is no lack at all paul mm. just changing over from the being to the doing and the latter being the more practical focus and bringing in nicer that word lack We've got a lack of time here, Janine, unfortunately. Oh, we have too. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just putting the old practical spin and moving away from the being into the doing. You know, two mortal souls, two human beings full of vulnerability and human experience and and, and all that stuff. So um, before, uh, as we start to, uh, before we close, as we start to wind down now, Janine, I just want to uh, ask you for, well, first of all, I want to thank you for showing up and, uh, and you know, sharing your insights and having this dance with me and, uh, you know, uh, immense gratitude. And, and I do value your energy. You know, I've only known you a short time, but I really do value your energy. So, uh, you know, I suppose I thank the universe for, uh, uh, for her, and I will say her, and that's going to get me in trouble, but I don't care. Her infinite wisdom to say, mm, let's let's cross these paths for whatever reason. I don't know what that is, and I don't need to know. Uh, that's faith, isn't it? Um, it so is. gratitude immensely to you for that, Janine. Um, what's your contact details if people, you know, want to find out more about you, you know, connect with you, what have you? 
Oh, wonderful, Paul. So uh, thank you so much for for giving me this opportunity to have this dance with you. It's been been such a pleasure. So my contact details are my website is www.theheartlady.net and um, I can be found on Facebook, Janine Savion. So I have two or three pages on Facebook um, that, are, that are people follow me. So uh, yes, I can be found on both, both those. Mm, superb. So my final question then, um, Janine, I don't know if you've listened to all the podcast episodes, because if you have, you'll know what's coming. But I always, always bring things to an end with, uh, with guests by saying, okay, and it's 30 seconds. And, you know, two strangers have started a conversation and they're moving away from the, the room or the bar where they met or whatever. You, and they're heading towards the same lift. So we're going to get in the lift together and we're going to go up to the next floor and then go separate ways. Now, that list, that lift, list, lift, <laughs> that it's around 30 seconds. So my question to you, Janine, just as we start to go through the doors of the lift up to the next level is this. Janine. In 30 seconds, what would be your massive, massive message to the world? My message to the world would be to understand the beauty that sits with inside yourself, to uh, to come to a place of knowing yourself where you are worthy of every delicious, delightful, beautiful, fabulous uh, flow of abundance this life has for you that all it is is a shift in focus within yourself and the world opens up to you on a totally different level so that if uh, you want to bring a lightness a love laughter joy uh, just all you need to do is go inward come inward to yourself and and find that magical, mystical one that's within you that's full of love so that would be my message to the world paul thank you so there we have it listeners the beautiful soul that is janine savient and all that remains now is for me to say remember no matter what you do in life always walk your path with heart hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success <laughs>